Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. everybody welcome back to the show i am your host jordan prince and once again we have uh i mean you can probably already tell we have another week without our beloved mobat but maybe i know i keep saying this i feel like um in arrested development when um jason bateman and will arnett's dad kept promising to take them fishing and then they, you would see the image of like the little 10-year-old boy sitting on the steps of his house with a little homemade fishing rod and a little overnight bag. And then the dad would just um, either not come home at all or he would um, show up and just say like, he would show up with like some secretary that he's obviously sleeping with and be like, sorry, bud, uh, something came up. <laughs> and uh, I love that storyline, but... Um, I feel like that right now. I feel like I'm promising to to take you guys fishing, and then I just keep showing up with some hooker who, uh, you know, is taking up all my time. But what is my equivalent of that? Um, probably just information. So <laughs> what am I talking about? Guys, welcome to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. It's really nice to be able to um, talk about some new things going on this week, and I wanted to immediately just first off address last week's episode, which was about a 45-minute rant of full-on anger uh, towards Tolman. And just to update you guys on that, I believe, let me just triple check really quick to be 100% sure. I believe I got my final paycheck from them. I just want to be sure. And yes. Okay. So yes, I do. So the reason I wanted to double check that was because the I haven't responded to them yet um i kind of i mean i don't have to go back into a whole a whole thingamajig here but i did want to just say oh yeah okay okay so just like january 10th this is a quote i'm reading it off the email to be honest charles and i liked all five of your ideas but our favorite was you know this idea and this idea there are some TikTokers with a much higher reach that focus on these other ideas you had. So, you know, like we like all of them, but let's do focus on these two that you pitched. And then you could do a version of the moment for Instagram. So she's already saying, oh, we can do this for that and TikTok and this for Instagram. But it's all really fun to watch. It's all really entertaining. Let's pick this up at the end of January. You know, we're going to talk about it uh, and make a plan and we can meet in person and blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't hear anything, yeah, I guess until another month. Another month went by and I was like, hey, I just want to follow up. Like, are we going to meet? Are we going to talk about this? And um, yeah, that's when they sent the very condescending thing about, you know, like, keep on rocking, JP. And I haven't responded yet. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say. That's the update. You know, like I got my last paycheck. So I have to admit, like, I will be honest. They um, have paid me for every uh, invoice that I have sent them. They haven't, um, you know, I'm not waiting on money from them, thankfully. that would That's also very possible with companies like this, that they can make it really difficult to pay the little man. But I did get my money, so at least there's that. At least that's fair. Um, and it was just a, an ending of relationships in 
a manner that I just don't, uh, I, I didn't feel respected, you know, so, and that's just, that's just is the way it is. But um, part of me now was in this thought of, do I want to respond? Does it help? I mean, it won't help anything. They're not going to give me a job based on my, my, you know, he, that kid's got spunk, you know, he told us how it is, you know, they're not going to do that. They're just gonna maybe not even read it. They're gonna be like, oh, from Jordan. Oh, the first line is how dare you? Oh, no, no, no. Beep, delete. You know, like they don't, why would they even care to read it at all? They might've just put my email into spam. Like I already, in a very petty, this is petty, but I already unfollowed them from all my social media channels. Like I, I, I won't be seeing any of their content anymore. Um, I think I, did I unsubscribe from them on YouTube? That was the last one I think I didn't do. Oh yeah. Unsubscribe. Boom. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's my, um, last social media channel to unfollow them from, thankfully. Um, so yeah, that's it. I won't be seeing any more of their content and hopefully I won't be thinking about them too much more. And I might send an email, I might not, but if time goes on and I just keep not doing it, then eventually I will forget about them and it just won't matter anymore. So let's move on. No more Tolman. We had enough of that in the last episode. Um, so who, people who um, have talked to me recently in the last week or might have um, seen this Instagram post that I put up um, about getting bad news... Um, I don't know how much I talked about it in the last episode. I think it hadn't happened at all yet, but I had another interesting sort of, real, you know, to put it in this, in this way, it's like, I feel like the last few weeks have been this constant roller coaster and it's either like this great news and things are really moving forward and how exciting is that? And then it goes down to, oh man, that sucks. I can't believe that happened. I was really looking forward to that. What a bummer. And then it goes right back up to like, no, 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 no. Like, oh, that's amazing. You know, like the the ever-present positivity that I have, the thing that I'm very, I'm most excited about that just is like this presence in my life is um, this movie that I'm going to be working on. That's something that, you know, really means a lot to me and is very, very exciting for me. And um, that's always this sort of lingering. And I'm going to, I'm not going to, I can't talk about it too much, but I will talk about it just in this uh, abbreviated way a little bit later. But in this industry, it's very common to have a, a constant roller coaster of like good news, bad news, good news, bad news, good news, bad news. And something else that happened after this Toman debacle was that, um, and I'll just briefly, briefly tell this story for those who don't know. So back in early 2019, I had quit working with my very toxic manager and booking agent, uh, this guy named Tony. We had a really harsh falling out. Um, he was aggressive. He was threatening me. He was th- planning to sue me. Um, I had to look for like, you know, protection. I was worried about going to court in Germany. It was a whole big thing that ended up being a complete bust. Um, because he was a fraud and he was a scammer and there, you know, there was no contract between us and everything just kind of fell through. Um, and then thankfully, uh, you know, that nothing ever followed up from that. He just disappeared from my life completely, thankfully. Um, and when I stopped working with him, but just based on like the, the, I wouldn't say emotional trauma, but just sort of like the sort uh, you know, social abuse of working with this guy when everything ended finally, I was there in early 2019 and I was 
working on the next album, Simple Swimmer. I was at the time I was still working the day job at the um, at the elementary school. And I was in this position where I felt like I really had no step forward that I could take. Um, I, th I guess if it was, yeah, it was 2019. So it was before the radio show. It was before, um, I think I was doing, I, I think I was doing the podcast, but it wasn't paid yet and it wasn't regular enough. It was like once a, every twice a month or something. And so I was in this position where it's like, okay, I have this day job that I don't really want to stay at for much longer. This before the pandemic, so I didn't know that I was going to be let go the next year anyway. But I had an album coming, which was my full obsession, my full focal point. I had no booking agent anymore. I had no manager to help, you know, sort of, not that I really needed a manager for where I was, but just someone to balance out the bureaucratic and political and financial part of being an artist. And now that's gone. So everything's back to being on my shoulders. What should I charge for this? What kind of gear should I, you know, all these questions. If someone wants me for a wedding or something, now everything is completely up to me to answer and be the deciding factor for it. And that is a lot harder when you get used to the luxury of someone deciding those things for you. That's why I really um, respect, um, I have, you know, obviously a few friends who are screenwriters and I love that they have this agent, this wonderful woman named Christina because she really fights for them and sometimes she, I, you know, I feel like she pushes things so tough uh, that it would, I don't, I don't make me nervous maybe that the other people would not like it, but it always works out and people respect her a lot. And she's the queen. And I love, um, you know, agents who represent and are good people. And so now I didn't have that anymore. And I had this album coming and I had no record label. I had no booking people. And I was just back at, back at square one. And I was really nervous. And what I did, and this is, I've done this several times throughout my sort of amateur independent music career, but uh, what I'll do is I'll get sort of into, into these, I want to say like semi-neurotic, basically manic episodes of sending upwards of like 200, 300 emails to record labels and booking agents. Like I've done that several times. I did it when 12 Songs for 12 Friends came out. I was looking for someone to pick it up. And nobody did, of course, but I, I must have sent, I think I had a, I can see if they're still in back deep in my inbox somewhere, but I know that I sent upwards of 150 emails. Uh, you know, I make like a really good uh, template that has everything in it that I want to say with all the right links. And then I replace, uh, you know, triple check and replace the um, the names, uh, the, the deer, whoever it is, you know, try and make sure it's always a little personal. And if I know the label, if I know what they do, then I can make it even more personal by sprinkling in like something that they released or whatever. So I did that a lot. And in that time, I was, I was sending out hundreds of emails to record labels for Simple Swimmer and hundreds of emails looking for booking agents, people to pick me up. And I was looking at uh, artists within my, you know, my peers. I was looking at artists who I felt were similar to my stream count, similar to my online follower count at the time. Um, I was trying to push my best work, my best reviews through the major um, public radio and newspaper outlets here, uh, any sort of press I'd ever gotten. So I was really pushing and fighting. And three months later, so, you know, not the world's longest wait, but when you're in it, it sure felt like a long time. About three months later, I finally hear back from this um, pretty, not pre not prestigious, but I would say like very well-respected, uh, great reputation, uh, 
indie record label slash booking agency based in Hamburg called Grand Hotel Van Cleef. I, I never really said it right, like Grand Hotel Van Cleef, but it's like Van Cleef, I don't know, Grand Hotel. So I just say Grand Hotel. And this guy, Dominic, got back to me. He responded to an email. Um, I don't know how much time had gone by, but he got back to me and he showed a lot of interest. And I was very um, excited about that, obviously. We set up a phone call and there's this extremely kind, humble, patient listener on the other side of this phone call. It doesn't sound like an agent agent with slicked back hair and a suit and a uh, constant lit cigarette like my previous manager. This guy sounded like a normal guy. He had a family, he had a, 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 child, a young baby. Um, he was married. He was a big fan of music. He had, you know, gone through several different well, he was telling stories about different sort of artists that he had worked with and, you know, stories from his career and what he believes in. And I felt so connected to him and I felt very heard and understood. You know, I started opening up on this first phone call to this person. I don't know if they're going to work together really or not. And I started opening up about all my experiences with Tony and, uh, you know, why I was maybe asking, I asked him a lot of technical questions about the working relationship and I explained because I was so paranoid and so mistreated and he was so understanding and was like really making me laugh, making me feel warm and welcomed and um, again, we ended up making, the only similarity to Tony that happened with Dominic was that we agreed to work without a contract. We had um, sort of a deal memo over email. He will take X percent on bookings that go through him, full stop. And they will invoice me whatever it was every quarter. So, you know, just four times a year or something. And uh, that was great. That's how we did it. So there was a few shows in 2019, not too many, but a few. And um, they worked out well. They were decent gigs, getting started, getting your feet on the ground. Not big festivals or something like I had been playing. Again, the the greatest you know career streak I've had since I've been alive was I think the year 2017. I was playing major festivals around the country and in Switzerland, playing for thousands of people, and uh, that's when I really had this this sort of foot in the door. I was like, I'm onto something here. I'm really doing something right. Um, and then it all just went away, you know. And they they say success is not a staircase. You know, there's this fantastic performance art piece of a guy who takes a few steps of a staircase and then he falls down onto a trampoline and then bounces right back up to like one step down or two steps up. You know, the climb to the top is not consistent. It's bouncing down a failure, then you're back to the halfway point, then you fall again and you got a few steps ahead now and then you're back down again, then you're back at the first step. And it's a really great allegory for, you know, the, the ladder to success. It's not constant. Uh, and it is, like I said before, this, this roller coaster of good news, bad news. Um, so I had some good news with him and, and, you know, the relationship worked out well. He was very easy to contact. Um, if I send him a text and he didn't get back after like a day or something, I would send him maybe a quick email. And that was usually like within the hour he would respond. Um, if I got booking suggestions through myself directly, perhaps email or Instagram, um, I would ask him for advice and he wouldn't take a cut of that because it wasn't him who booked it. Sometimes I would get a suggestion and just forward it to him because it was easier if he deals with it and then he would take a cut and that was totally fine for me. So we had a good arrangement and 
then of course the pandemic came and uh, you know all the festivals are gone which sucks because i had just you know i was planning simple swimmer so i had a lot of new songs on the table a lot of, a lot of songs i didn't get to play live and work out and and hash them out and grind them into something very comfortable you know when you write a new song the best thing you can do it's a lot like stand up comedy in the way that the best thing you can do is play it live a lot because then you pick up on sort of feelings and aspects of the arrangements and the angles in which the structure of the song is moving along that the people like more if they prefer this um, this part to be a little heavier, this part to be a little softer, or are they really listening to this lyric part here, or do they just you think they're anticipating more of the the drum fill or the guitar solo or whatever? You just you just get more comfortable with the song and how it should sound, you know, guiding it off of the audience's response. And then when you go in the studio, you're like, okay, I got it. Let's lay this down, then this, then this. So I didn't get to do that for this album, and it was a lot of me. Um, basically just sitting at home, you know, quarantine came, we had no, all concerts were dead. So everyone knows the story of COVID. (laughs) I don't have to do that. And yeah, like 20, so end of 2019, all of 2020, um, I think my last concert with him might've been like December, 2019. I think I played this, um, uh, this like whiskey event. Um, I was like background music at like a whiskey convention, which I got to have some really nice whiskeys, but still, um, and that was it. That was my last sort of like music job uh, through Dominic, I believe. I think there might have been something else. It doesn't matter. Pandemic came and that was it. That was over. No festivals. No, I can't promote the new album. Can't tour uh, the way that I, I had anticipated that I would be like back on the MF and road. Like I thought it was going to be 2017 all over again. Um, I had new album. I had new manager or new booking agent. I mean, new momentum, new energy. And uh, nothing, you know, it just nothing happened. Uh, so, you know, that is why I think part, partially, perhaps, um, why Simple Swimmer, you know, eventually just kind of flopped, um, you know, whatever, it is the way it is. And why uh, there was just no momentum for my name getting around. You know, I wasn't doing like the radio tours. I wasn't doing opening slots for theater concerts. It just wasn't the same at all, you know. 2021 uh, album comes and goes no no release concert no no support tour nothing nothing at all and then i see in towards the end of 2021 some people getting concerts again like small things and i thought oh, i really want that but dominic wasn't fighting for that he, i think he had other artists that were a little bigger that he had to worry about uh 2022 came and went um uh, the only handful of concerts I played in 2022 were primarily only through my work to get them. My favorite concert of last year being, of course, the support slot for Jose Gonzalez at the Mufad Hala. That was a, a venue that I was dying to play for years, an artist that I'd been dying to see live for years, uh, someone I respected quite a lot. And as you know, if you know the show, that's how it led into me being uh, uh, on this record label now, Dumont Dumont, because of um, Jose Gonzalez. So everything with that worked out for the best. But yeah, no concerts through Dominic. Everything fell flat. I didn't hear much from him at all. And then now we get into 2023, right? So beginning of 2023, uh, mid-January, Dumont Dumont wants to uh, relaunch the 12 Songs for 12 Friends album. That's where we are now. And I have a lot of good news about that, about about Most Famous Surprise, the song that uh, has the, the campaign going on for it currently. Um, I mean, it's 
I'll talk about it in a, in a minute, but it's it's doing really well. So I'm very happy so far with the arrangement with, with Magnus from the record label. We announced we're going to do it. And I said to him, hey, should I put you in touch with my booking agent, Dominic, so you guys can perhaps discuss um, tactics or, I mean, maybe just label and booking should maybe be on the same page if something comes up that could help promote the album or put me into a nice space where we could use the radio airplay to advertise the concert. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of threads that can be wound together between those two departments of this industry. And uh, Magnus was like, yeah, that'd be great. Let me know. So I sent him the, e uh, the email address and later the same day, Magnus writes me back. And he says, are you sure that's the right email address? And I was like, yeah, definitely. And he said, okay, it, it bounced back. It says his inbox is full. And I was like, oh, that's weird. His inbox is so full of new mail that it bounces back new messages. That's insane. And so from mid-January on until last week, so the beginning of February, so over two weeks, let's say, uh, definitely over two weeks, maybe three weeks, I was expecting to hear back from Dominic. I wrote him several text messages. I wrote him several emails. I tried calling him. And every single thing fell flat and, and got no response. And I started to get worried. You know, Dominic is someone who, like I said before, responds fairly regularly. Um, I knew he was a normal family guy, you know, in the business. There's no reason why I would be getting ghosted. If there was an issue, he would, you know, tell me. It's not like some high school girlfriend that just stops taking your calls. This is like a professional relationship. And then I got really worried. Then it was like, I guess about three weeks. And I thought maybe he's sick or hurt or dead. Legitimately, I started to think that because there was so, there was nothing coming back to me. And that was so irregular for him. So unusual for this relationship. So I actually wrote a general email to the main office of the, of the booking agency and the record label. I wrote them. I said, hello, I'm one of your artists. I'm on the roster of Dominic so-and-so. Um, can you please inform me if he is alive, if he is, um, you know, if he is sick, I need to know what's going on. It's very unusual. I haven't heard from him in weeks. And uh, yeah, maybe that's embarrassing. Maybe that's silly. But I really thought, I mean, if he's dead, I really I should know what's going on, you know. And then later, either the next morning or the same evening, I got finally a text back from Dominic. And that's where that conversation begins. You know, Dominic, um, let me take a look here and see what the conversation was about. Basically, he writes me back and his excuse is, um, let me take a look. Hey, my friend, sorry, just too busy at the moment. Completely stressed out with work. Wanted to answer you before, but did forget because of so many other things to do. Sorry. Um, this is after messages I wrote saying like, hey, are you okay? Hey, I haven't heard anything in a long time. Hey, I'm starting to worry. Like, I legitimately don't know what's going on. I mean, I wrote him messages every day for over two weeks. I have messages, hey, Dom, hey, my record label guy. Hey, is this your email? Hey, it bounced. Hey, are you okay? And so that's just ridiculous, honestly, waiting over two weeks to get back to a, a friend who's texting you that they're worried or your artist, you know. So that's very unprofessional. I was really unhappy about that. He writes that back. So sorry, I was too busy. And I said, man, I was actually worried that you were hurt or sick or something. Your email inbox rejects new messages. And on WhatsApp, I hadn't heard back. Oh, this was, yeah, since December. 
So I didn't know what was going on. It's not like me to be so concerned, but I found this very unusual. And this is where he says, yeah, I have to tell you that we had massive financial problems with our festival. So apparently the, the, the label or the booking agency hosts a festival. I don't know if it's Grand Hotel. I didn't even look it up. I don't know if it's Grand Hotel or if he has also like sister companies that he works for. I think he has like, um, I know that he has like a website sort of magazine, indie music press junket business. I, maybe it was this one. Um, so I don't want to, you know, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Grand Hotel, but his festival went and had massive financial problems. Um, so he had to fire all of his staff and now he's voluntarily working all of the tasks, um, doing his 40 hours daytime job. So he has a 40 hour day job on top of this. Plus his family, he says his kid had been sick a lot in December and through COVID, the whole scene changed a lot. I have to admit that I lost the fun in booking tours. If I'm completely honest, I have to admit that I will most likely stop booking all of the bands. It's just too much. No real, in, I think he means income, but he says no real outcome. And it's not really fun anymore. This is over a text message, by the way, after being gone from December until beginning of February. Sorry that I have to tell you like that sad emoji. It's just too much at the moment. So the news itself, this is what gets me, the news itself that he wants to quit booking bands, so, you know, in essence, stop booking me, uh, sucks enough, you know, I thought we had these sort of big plans coming up now this year, basically, you can play as many concerts as you want, festivals are back on the docket, we're re-promoting a new album, my follower growth, like, you know, I don't know what, how you would say, like, more than quadrupled it's like you know it was like 15 times what i had when we started um so there's a lot of momentum now i have more of an up an audience a platform everything's the right time let's go play some shows now get me into a festival get me supporting for some bands that are similar let's go and to find out that he wants to stop booking entirely and honestly in my opinion way too late if he wanted to quit and give up he should have told me that as soon as he knew he should have told me that in November, December. He should have told me that because that would have given me a chance to not only try and still book some things myself. Um, I do have some connections, but it would have given me a chance to fish out different booking agencies early enough where I probably wouldn't have missed the the current um, festival cycle. Now I've missed it. So, you know, summer festivals are booked in the winter of the previous year. And here I thought the whole time, maybe he's trying for me. It was naive on my part to just assume, oh, maybe he's just not responding because he's busy. He'll let me know what's going on. Maybe he's building something up. Um, but I was positive and I trusted him because why wouldn't I have? He was always very easy to talk to. So the business, like the situation of him quitting is it sucks enough. And that's fine. And I'm not that upset. It's not the Tolman thing. It's okay. He didn't lie. He just had to quit. Okay. Um, what, what I don't like, what makes it worse, and I'm pretty sure everyone can relate to this, it's the hiding of it, the, the, the ghosting. Being, and texting it to me, you know, call me. Call me and say, hey, Jordan, uh, I am so sorry that I haven't been there for this amount of time or whatever. Um, or call me before you ghost. Don't ghost at all for three months. 
call me in early December or whatever and say, hey, just want to let you know I'm considering this. Um, it's just personal. It's nothing to do with us. I enjoyed working together, but here I can suggest some people you can maybe get in contact with. And he didn't do any of that. He didn't try to support me or help me or offer me into some other person's hands, but he just disappeared for three months. And then I had to find out by texting the company if he's alive or not. And then he texts back, I'm quitting. So not my favorite way to be, to quit a working relationship. Not professional. I have to say, I like Dominic, extremely unprofessional way of handling that. Um, so he says, uh, or I say, wow, that sounds horrible. I must admit, I definitely didn't expect our professional relationship to end like this. I said, I'm sorry to hear about the, the your child and everything. I said, I'll let my label know that I'm back on my own. Um, it's a shame we never really got to work together on anything, but I guess COVID isn't anyone's fault. Um, I said, it's important that you find work that brings you joy and helps put some money in your pocket. That balance is never easy. Um, I'm sorry to hear all this, and I hope you find happiness and peace in other ways. Um, and in the end, you know, I still said thanks for the opportunity back in 2019. You know, you took me on when I didn't have anyone, so I'm grateful for that, and let's stay in touch. And he says, yeah, man, was hoping for something different, just bad timings, but I will, just bad timings, but I will always be there to support you, give feedback, and help out. I'm not really sure how he can support me or help out anymore, and I don't know what feedback I would ask him for, but cool. So that also is probably a good opportunity for him to say, here are some people you can ask. I've already spoke to them about you, and there's a chance to be on this booking roster, but he didn't do that. Um, so we, we ended our chat that was, um, let's see, Thursday of last week. And then Friday, the next day, I was like, great, now I'm back at square one. I have a label now, but I have no one to help me with booking. I can't get any festivals on your own, things like that. You have to have someone who can, you know, pull some strings. And so immediately the next morning, I was I, I created again, like the old days. I created a, an email template and wrote to... Um, several different friends of mine who are in the music business, who have touring agencies, who know people, who have record labels, who know people. I asked my record label himself if he heard about or knew anybody that maybe I could reach out to for touring uh, or for booking. And I was basically back to like grinding away. And I, did, I didn't send 150 emails uh, over the past few days, but I did send out like seven um, to people that either I had, I think three or four of them, I had direct personal relationships through band friends, like this band, who's a good friend of mine, or artist is suggesting me to their booking agent. So there is like a few people who was like this. And some of them have, you know, very good booking agencies. And I, at this point, I don't even care if it's smaller. I mean, I'm happy to take something smaller, if I can just trust them to be honest with me. Uh, and then a few other people, I did some Googling. I found artists that, you know, maybe are like a step above me or about the same and set up, presented this thing and made it very professional and just sent it out. And thankfully, I don't have the news today that I already have um, a new booking agency. I don't have that news yet. Maybe I will uh, by the next episode. Let's see. But I already have um, a couple of pretty big, positive responses, I have to say. I didn't expect that I would already hear back from anybody 
Um, but thankfully I did one guy, let's see, I'm not going to say who they are yet because I don't want anyone Googling anything, but, uh, one guy I had a contact through, uh, my friend and occasional bandmate, Frank, who was the guy who went to Hamburg with me for the filming of the wrong episode. And, um, he responded same day and said, um, that I left a good impression with him. Like I supported one of his artists at the Milla a few years back, it sounds like. And he said, I remember we met already and I'm having a pleasant uh, having a pleasant memory. You supported an artist I was promoter for. I believe it was at the Mila. Thanks for your mail and consideration. And even though I'm not entirely sure if I have the capacity to add another domestic artist to my roster, I will carefully consider and we will hear from each other again soon. So that's super nice. He's not making promises. I don't need anybody to make promises. He's just considering it. That's all I need. And another person I wrote to through another friend um, through our friends, uh, this band Dubry, I sent the same thing to, um, sent it to his name, his personal email. He says, Hey Jordan, thank you. Um, we have, we're going to have a team meeting tomorrow and I will, I will reply ASAP. So, you know, it seems again, no promises. He's got to have a meeting with his whole team. You know, maybe they're looking at my, I can, I told him, you know, I, I want people to ask me for any information they need because the thing is I I've built this reputation. I've worked really hard for it. And like if they if they go to my website and they look at my press my press history, I have so many features in Süddeutsche Zeitung and and Bayerische Rundfunk and all these major networks and and outlets that have really been very kind to me and always given me a chance and um there was a little while, like 2017, 2018, end of 2016 into 2018, where I was really on the map. And um, I, I sounds I sounds like I'm upset, but I just have a weak voice. I think I might be losing my voice. <laughs> but if they, you know, I think for me also, it's uh, I have such a much larger social media footprint than I did um, five years ago or even one year ago. So maybe that helps too to say like, look, I can go to a city. I can promote it a lot to many more people than I could have in the past. And I want to do it. I, I, I want to play concerts. I miss it. I miss being on stage, even if it's like smaller venues. I got to, you know, I'm happy to build things up from scratch again. I'm happy to try things new. If if nothing works out of this, and this this whole story was meant to say, like, it's a roller coaster. You know, the down part is that Dom quit in the way that he quit. That sucked. But the already the tick, tick, tick back up on the roller coaster is that I already have very nice, positive responses. I had friends who gave me uh, contacts to reach out to, um, you know, and I'm hopeful, you know, who knows? These guys didn't, usually these guys always say, and if they reply at all, they always immediately say, sorry, just can't make it work, can't wing it, you know? The fact that they're just considering it means I'm on their mind, they're looking at my music, I mean, they're listening to it, they're looking at my website, they're looking at my social media, and there's a chance, you know, there's a chance. So I'm hopeful, keep me, keep me in your thoughts and prayers about getting a new booking agent, because if that works out, then I think this will be a pretty fruitful year for me, being able to do this movie, and then going to America, coming back, being in a new house, and hopefully playing a few different cities, because I just miss, I miss being on the road, you know, it's in my, it's in my blood, I, I do love to travel. Um, so that was the main story of today, um, this failure, but you know, there's some positivity coming in and, um, what I wanted to 
mention briefly at the beginning was about this movie. Again, I can't talk about it really, but I will um, when I'm allowed to. I'm still waiting on a particular information, and I've been asked to... I mean, obviously, I'm not going to like post stuff about it. I mean, I'm not insane. Um, but I, I'm going to, you know, be respectful of the wishes of every, you know, it's just what you do. You just don't talk about it yet. And, um, but I, I think I mentioned it before. I have been asked to um, not cut my hair or my beard. And boy, I got to tell you, it is coming in. Um, this is like the longest I think I've ever had my hair. Sometimes it curls up um, behind my ears, like, um, and I mean this in a, in a kind way, it's just a, it's just what it looks like, but when you, when you see the Orthodox Jews in New York with the curls that go down, like, next to their ears, it looks like that, but behind my ears, <laughs> it's really crazy, it's really wound up, and some days I have to push it all behind my ears and pull this hat down so it keeps it tucked back, it looks horrible, but it keeps the hair out of my ears, um, and then now, what's interesting is my beard is coming in, but it's so much more goatee than beard. And I I see that and I see like the blue collar oil rig, you know, hot tin full of black coffee uh, or monster energy drink with a candy bar for breakfast sort of life I could have had when I see this. It's so silly when I look at myself in the mirror I, and I can't cut it. I can't trim the goatee to match the beard. I have to leave it all out. So I see this like ugly goatee you know, it reminds me of my dad, which, you know, he's worn a goatee for 40 years or whatever. It's always it's always just kind of been his thing. I do prefer when he has his beard. I think he looks nicer. He looks a bit more softer with it in a nice way. Um, but this goatee, I see it. It's sticking out like half an inch further than all of the other side hair. And it's just, it's so silly. I have such a bad beard. It comes out so scraggly and patchy. I can't wait for them to um, hopefully cut it all off. If I can have like, yeah, well, I don't want to talk about the style I want because that gives away maybe some information about the movie. So anyway, I'm, that's always this lingering thing. It starts this at the end of this month. Um, I'm going to try and when I'm allowed to, of course, um, you know, take you guys maybe on the journey with me a little bit and like talk about the day to day and try and still get things done the way that, you know, still try and keep it an entertaining fun show throughout that process um yeah so let's let's see and oh another good news um i mentioned this earlier too so you know with this record label now we are pushing most famous surprise again and it's been doing so well like it got into so many uh, spotify playlists um i mean within like the first two weeks it got into like nearly 50 new playlists which is amazing it's really great to have those sort of tucked away you get people who just put playlists on like in the background at a cafe or something or people who like to listen to music a lot when they study and you get you can just get those streams to go up and that's really nice and i'm really grateful for that and the coolest thing probably is there is um a big radio company i guess like big radio station that's in uh i think it's mostly in the u.s and in the UK, I think that's the foundation, like the base is in the UK and the US, but it's an online radio, so you can listen to it anywhere. But it's called Amazing Radio, and they have put this song on the main stations, like on the main playlist, where if you're just somebody who tunes into Amazing Radio, it will play like on a regular, in regular intervals, which is really great. 
um, it's more exposure, it's good uh, stream count, it goes towards um, the gamma, like the I get residuals for uh, like the genuine radio play, and I'm really happy to um, to see that. You know, they they put that they put the song into this sort of competition. That's what I wanted to mention really quick here. Um, you, it, what I'm about to mention, just because I, I know how I am with stuff like this, it is free and you don't have to sign up for anything. It's literally just clicking two buttons and then you're done. So what I would ask, whoever listens to this episode, what I would ask, which would mean a lot to me, they have put my song Most Famous Surprise into this sort of competition. It's... Um, basically choosing like your favorite song of the week off this list of songs you vote and that's it if the song wins then we get put into it like the larger playlist for an extended amount of time if we don't win no problem um but if you want to help me out if you want to support this song most famous surprise or support me as an artist uh in the description in the show notes of this episode is the link. It's like amazingradio.com slash audition. And you literally, you click the button, it takes you to the website, and at the top of the website, there's like these um, pages, you know. Uh, let me, I'll pull it up right now, and then I can um, literally tell you what it is. You can, So you click amazingradio.com slash audition. Then when the page pulls up, hold on, it's loading then you'll see this guy's face. He's he's like the face of this audition right now, Charlie Ashcroft. I think it's his show. Then just under his face, you'll see page titles. You'll see playlist, rewinds, audition, and features. So you click audition poll, and then you see the list of songs. And you can scroll down. I'm pretty close to the bottom. I'm one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm seventh from the bottom of this list. So you scroll down. And you can see Most Famous Surprise there. You click Most Famous Surprise. There's a circle next to the title. You scroll back up to the dude's face. And on the right side, you'll see a button that says Vote Now. And then you're done. That's it. Audition poll, the song, vote. Three buttons. That's all. And it's free. You don't have to make an account. You don't have to give them information. You don't have to give them an email. No credit cards no birthdays, they, they don't ask for any information. It's a completely anonymous, just supporting the artist blank vote. If you do it, that would really mean a lot to me. Um, if you're somebody who uses social media and you, and you do vote for me, maybe take a screenshot of your voted page and I'll reshare it on my profile, hopefully getting more people to be interested in voting as well. So if you do it, just take a screenshot or whatever, um, and I'll, I'll tag you and say, you know, <clears throat> I can say your name if you want, or I can leave you anonymous, but I can say, look, people are voting. If you want to join in with the, you know, with the trend, or if you want to hop on this train, you can do it too. The link is right here. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. I know it's a lot to ask people to do anything these days. Nobody wants to do anything. I get that. I'm the same. So if you do it, thank you. It means a lot. If you don't do it, no problem. I'm just glad you're here listening to this show. Uh, let me see if I had anything else on the list today. Movies getting closer. Booking, Dominic, Amazing Radio, Audition. I think that's all I had really lined up for today. I will say on on some on positive note here, uh, I'll leave things on a nice note. You know, the roller coaster must coast onward. Um, 
man, I've been so I, I I think I've mentioned it before, but I was thinking about some new series for the for social media, other than the German word and expression videos. And I've made two new series so far that are doing so well, and I'm so happy to see that. One of them is How to Germ. Um, it's a series where I make a joke of like how to how to do something the really authentic German way, how to germ, and then it's like how to do dot dot dot, and then I do it obviously the way a German would do it, or I make a big em- emphasized joke about maybe something that they don't do, but Germans know that they really do, and that one's doing super well. And then I did a new one of um, when Germans how they sound when they speak German. And they say a word, and then how Germans say when they speak English and they say a word. And the first one that did really well was Berlin. When Germans speak German to each other, they say Berlin the same way I'm saying it now, like in English, Berlin. They say like Berlin, Berlin, Berlin. It's like da da. Um, but when they speak English, for some reason, a lot of Germans flip the the intonation and they say Berlin. And there's no reason. It's Berlin, Berlin, Berlin. And then in English, they say Berlin. And there's no reason. It's like Merlin the wizard or something. And so I did a video about that, and that one did so well. And uh, last but not least, there's this amazing chocolate uh, company. They're a Dutch company because everyone's fighting in the comments about that. It's a Dutch company, but I discovered them, and I buy from them in Germany. They're called Tony's Chocolonely, and they make the greatest chocolate. It's my favorite chocolate. And uh, they have such great flavors, and it's really, really good. And um, when it, when anybody comes to visit um, Munich, I always say, hey, if you want some chocolate, you got to get this one. They did like a limited edition collaboration with Ben & Jerry's. So they make like a specific Ben & Jerry's, you know, ice cream flavored chocolate bar. So they have like, mil- you know, milk brownie with like these Ben & Jerry brownie chunks that are so unique to the ice cream. And they have strawberry cheesecake, and it's so good. And um, I reached out to them not too long ago saying like, look, you're my favorite, you know, chocolate company. I have a good following here. I'd really love to work together and maybe do like a partnership the same way I did for Busu or originally the way I was going to do it for Tolman and the way I did it for a couple of other companies uh, like the movie app and stuff. And they're like, okay, well, look, we're doing a campaign right now with someone else. So we can't start right now. But why don't we send you this, uh, they call it like the influencer package, which I hate that term, but send you the influencer package and we see how you do and how it looks and everything. And then we can, you know, talk about moving forward. And I was like, great, that sounds awesome. So they sent me this package. The video's on my Instagram. I think I might've put it on Facebook as well, but it's just uh, me opening the package and getting these two great flavored chocolate bars, the brownie and the cheesecake and some wooden spoons for some reason, maybe because it's like ice cream. Um, But the package, and I do a little funny video about it, and it also did well. They responded. They said they loved it. Uh, They found it really funny. They like that there's some sort of debates going on in the comments because that helps, you know, sort of like spoon feed the algorithm a little bit, pun intended. And yeah, so I think I might have a chance to do some videos with them. And I think in general, what this kind of means for me is like, I care so much less about Tolman than I did last week. It's funny how things just happen and they move so fast. You get this time just sort of flies by. Like that was the most important devastation of my life last week. And now all of a sudden it's like, look, some people who would normally say no thanks or not respond at all are already getting back to you about booking inquiries. They might work with you. How amazing would that be if you could already replace Dominic like that? 
yeah, Dominic didn't, didn't do it the right way and it hurts your feelings a little bit that he ghosted you before dumping you, but hey, you got this great movie opportunity coming up that is so locked in stone and everything is booked and ready to roll and everything is taken care of and how exciting is that? And then, you know, whatever, something else happens and you think, ah, but Tony's Chalk Lonely, you got to eat some free chocolate, you got to make a cool video about it and they really liked it. So it's always this, you know, in and out, in and out, in and out. So I'm gonna leave it with there. You know, life is, uh, life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long. Anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, I know the last couple episodes have basically been just me talking about my personal and and work life, <laughs> but it is, you know, this part of it. Unfortunately, those those processes and those complaints and those issues are what makes the artsy fartsy part, what makes it exist. You know, I I am a freelancer and I I do work in these environments, and uh, sometimes you know you get hit with it's a guarantee that you get you know these disappointments. And um, you, it's, it's about how you, you know, digest and process and learn from these disappointments that uh, shapes us uh, into who we are. So that's the best way I can handle it. I vented. I talked about it. Some good news came. I'm holding on to that. <sighs> Everything is going to be awesome. And I'm excited about this new house. Um, I'm excited to see some friends soon. I actually, ha I actually have a plan to see. I know I keep saying this. I have a plan to see Mobat this week tomorrow night actually so let's see and um yeah guys i thank you so much for listening if you got anything out of this you had fun i would just ask at the end of this again go to click the link in the description it's amazingradio.com audition click the audition tab click my song and click vote that would mean a lot to me don't have to if you don't want to i get that but if you want to that'd be super cool if you want to take a screenshot and send it to me or just post about it and tag me, I'll reshare it. And that's also not mandatory, but super cool if you want. Otherwise, you know the drill. If you enjoy the show, please go over to, you know, Spotify or Apple, whatever, wherever you get the show. Give us a rating or review or a comment or share it or post about it or just tell a friend. Help us build the Artsy Fartsy family. And thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Saints are coming through And it's all over now Baby Blue Artsy Farts Immigrants Ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider Produziert für M94.5